Hey guys, it's Katie Aldwin here for another edition of Catholic Reflections. What the mass readings mean for us today? I hope everybody is doing well, having a, a good day, an evening I should say. It's a little chilly here in Maryland. A little chilly, uh, a little chilly today, but it wasn't too bad. So let's go ahead and do the readings today. It's uh, been a while since I've done an episode, so I feel like doing one tonight. So <clears throat> today we're doing Memorial of St. Joseph at Bishop and Martyr. Here's your first reading. God formed man to be imperishable. The image of his own nature he made them. But by the envy of the devil, death entered the world. And they who are in his possession experience it. But the souls of the just are in the hand of God, and no torment shall touch them. They seemed, in the view of the foolish, to be dead. And their passing away was was thought an affliction. And their going forth from us utter destruction. But they are in peace. For if before men indeed they be punished, yet is their hope full of immortality. Chastise a little, they shall be greatly blessed, because God tried them, and found them worthy of himself. As gold in the furnace he proved them, and as sacrificial offerings he took them to himself. In the time of their visitation they shall shine, and they shall dart about as sparks through stubble. They shall judge nations and rule over peoples, and the Lord shall be their king forever. Those who trust in him shall understand truth, and the faithful shall abide with him in love, because grace and mercy are with his holy ones, and his care is with his elect. Responsorial psalm today is, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be ever in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. I will bless the Lord at all times. The Lord has eyes for the just and ears for their cry. The Lord confronts the evildoers to destroy remembrance of them from the earth. I will bless the Lord at all times. When the just cry out, the Lord hears them. And from all their distress, he rescues them. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And those who are crushed in spirit, he saves. I will bless the Lord at all times. Alleluia, alleluia. Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him. Alleluia, alleluia. Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the apostles, Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing or tending or tending the sheep in the field, Come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he rather not say to him, Prepare something for me to eat? Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So shall it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, We are unprofitable servants, and we have done what we were obliged to do. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, I feel like talking about the first couple lines in the first reading. Because this is something I haven't discussed before. The first verses, and I will I want to reiterate them to you. God formed man to be imperishable. The image of his own nature he made them. But by the envy of the devil, death entered the world. And they who are in his possession experience it. So death. It's a, it's a topic we don't want to talk about. It's a topic that is uncomfortable for a lot of people, and rightly so. 
it's just not a, a pleasant thing to talk about. But it's something that we need to reflect on. Because our lives will end. You know, my priest made a really uh, a beautiful sermon on Sunday, on Saturday. And it was, everyone you meet, every human being you meet is going to spend eternity somewhere. Whether it be in heaven or in hell. But here's the thing. God didn't make us for death. He didn't make us for death. He didn't make us for sickness. He didn't make us for any of that. He made us to be in relationship with him and utter communion and utter bliss with himself. That's what he made us for. Not for death. Not for pain. Not for suffering. That was caused because of original sin. So, if we want to live in a state where we are constantly questioning our motives. And, and, and I guess you're going to wonder, what do you mean by that, Katie? Well, what I mean by that is are we, we're constantly questioning what we're doing in our lives. We're constantly questioning what are we doing to prepare ourselves for eternity. Are we living a life that God would approve of? Or are we living a life contrary to what he asks of us? That's what we are asking ourselves tonight. That's the question I want to reflect on. And the, the reason that I want to reflect on this question tonight is because it's a fitting one. You know, we're celebrating November. It's considered the month of all souls. We pray for all the souls in purgatory because they cannot pray for themselves. But it's also, I think, a time for us to reflect on our own soul and our own mortality and think, okay... And reflect on, am I doing the work which God has asked me? Am I doing it in a way that would be fitting for him? And I don't think we all can answer that right now. And I don't expect you to be able to answer that right now. What I want you to be able to answer is a simple yes or no question. If I were to die today, would I go to heaven? That's the question I want you to be able to answer. Honestly, think about that. If I died today, would I be able to go to heaven? And I'm not talking going to purgatory. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm talking heaven and hell here. If I were to die today, would I go to heaven? If you answered no to that, you need to look at yourself and say, why? Why would I not be able to go to heaven if I died today? And again, this isn't meant to upset anyone. This isn't meant to fear any, to make anybody afraid. It's just we need to be more open about death. We need to be more accepting that death is not the end for us who believe in Christ. You know, for the atheists out there who say, oh, death is the end. There's, there's nothing else. There's, it's just over. It's done. There's, there's nothing left. It, it, it's like you're all dressed up and nowhere to go. Is as they say. But here's the thing, guys. You are not all dressed up where nowhere to go. You will either go to heaven or hell or purgatory. Well, not even purgatory. We're not even going to talk about that. That's, uh, that is a purification process to get to heaven. So, either, uh, just put it in two ways, heaven or hell. 
You're either going to spend eternity with God in his presence, glorifying him forever without ceasing, or you are going to go to hell and have eternal separation from God forever without ceasing. And there are some people who want that. There are some people who want to spend eternity separated from our Lord. But the problem is, God didn't make us for that. So important to realize, God did not make us for separation from himself. That's not what he wanted. That was not his original plan when he created the human race. (laughs) When he created the human race, he created it for relationship with himself for all eternity. But he created us with created us with free will. And that means that we have the free will to mess up everything. Or to mess things up, I should say. Not mess up everything, but mess things up. And we choose to do that on a daily freaking basis. You know, God gives us this beautiful gift of creating us in his image and his likeness and entrusting and, and, and putting in our hearts an immortal soul. That will not decay. That will not pass away. And what do we do? We tarnish it by sinning. And you're saying, but but what, what, what do you mean sinning? Original sin. Our first parents, Adam and Eve. It passes down and that's how sin entered the world. We became... As as in the in the in the gospel account, they became like gods. They knew that they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made clothing for themselves. When they were in communion with God, it didn't matter. Because they were in a beautiful relationship with the Creator. So it didn't matter what they looked like. It didn't matter what they looked like. They were in a beautiful communion with God. But as soon as they ate of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's out the window. That's how sin entered the world. And so therefore, because we have the free will that God has given us, we can choose to neglect him and reject him. Which means we can also choose to spend eternity separated from him. I don't know about you guys, but I don't like that idea. I really don't. I don't like that idea because you're, who would want to be separated from the God who so lovingly made us in his own image? Who would want that? I will tell you, I don't. I don't want to be separated from him. Like I said, who would want to be separated from the love of God? Who would not want to be in his presence and sing his praise unending forever and ever and ever? I think that's a wonderful idea. And it's something we should strive for. But it is very unfortunate that culture today doesn't look at it that way. Culture does not see God the same way that we do. Culture sees God as something to be feared, to be cast aside. And if you want more details on what the culture thinks, you can go to my other podcast where I talk about that. But I'm going to finish this one thing and then we'll do the reflection. 
We do not need to be afraid of death. The only reason that we would be afraid of death is because we know we will not spend eternity in heaven. That's the only reason that we need to be afraid of death is if we know that we're not spending eternity in heaven. Let's do our reflection. I know you guys seem to really enjoy these reflections from uh, St. Faustina, and uh, I, I love doing them for you. Here is your um, reflection. The burning flame of love. There are many images we use to describe the love of God. One such image is a burning flame of love. This is seen in the spiritual classic Living Flame of Love, written by St. John of the Cross. O living flame of love that tenderly wounds my soul, in its deepest center. Since now you are not oppressive, now consummate. If it be your will, tear through the veil of this sweet encounter. Why do we speak of God and his love as a fire burning within us? This is a powerful image worth spending much time meditating on. A flame does many things. It brings light, it purifies, it consumes, it emits heat and energy, it allows us to close, it is ever-changing and ever-new, and so much more. God's love must become not only a spark or a flame within you, it must become a raging fire of love, consuming your soul and producing in its place the radiance and divine presence of God. Reflect today upon this image of the love of God. Meditate upon this all-consuming fire raging within you. What are the effects of such a living flame? What does it do to your life? What will others notice when this flame is blazing? Ponder this holy image and invite the living flame of love to consume you from within. A beautiful reflection, as always, on the overwhelming love of God. Uh, the song, The Reckless Love of God, is a very fitting one for this. It's very fitting. And it's true. You know, the love of God is so intense. And it's just intense for us. It's intense for our, our salvation. It just, it's indescribable. And I think this reflection tonight is so beautiful to think about, to reflect on. The, the idea of this love of God is so depth-defying. There are no words to describe the love that God has for us, for each and every single one of us, even those that reject him. Even those that reject his love. You know, there are no words. There are no words to describe the love of God for us. We can try to describe it to the best of our human ability, but it's, it encompasses so much more than I think we can articulate. And that's why God is a mystery to us in one sense. 
but such a visible presence in another. Because, you know, we can, we can only articulate so much about how much he loves us. You know, he loves us so much. At John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And, and that verse sums up the love of God for us. And I hope that I, I hope that that just resonates with you tonight. If you're if you're battling some stuff, if you're going through some hard stuff right now, and you need to be reminded of the love of God, re-listen to this meditation. Re, you know, listen to it again, and reflect on the love. That God has for you tonight. Let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, come to me and consume me with the burning fire of your love. Purify every sin and transform me into the light of your grace and mercy for all to see. You are a powerful flame, ever burning, yet never harming. You renew me and radiate your presence from within. I love you, dear Lord. Set me on fire with your sweet, sweet love. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As always, thank you guys for listening tonight. I hope that, um, before I close here, I hope that this reflection does speak to you tonight. And I, 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 I have a feeling that some of you are going to listen to this, and you're in a really hard place right now. I know what that's like. I'm I'm in it kind of myself right now. But remember that God has you in the palm of his hand. And whatever you may be going through is only going to bring about a better a greater good. He works all good for those of his purpose. So we need to remind ourselves. And that can be really hard to do. That can be really hard to do because we get so wrapped up We get so wrapped up in in the struggles of, of daily life. So I, I hope tonight's reflection helps you guys understand how much he loves you and how much he cares for you. Never forget that. Never forget that. He he cares about you so so much. Probably more than you can even fathom or comprehend. As always, guys, thank you for listening, and have a wonderful night, and stay warm. Good night, and God bless you. My name is Catherine Baldwin for Catholic Reflections, what the mass readings mean for us today. Bye-bye.